Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Well, it doesn't count, but it is back at Soldier Field. The Bears, the Dolphins, they go at it today as we get to see Justin Fields on the field at Soldier Field. And they'll be serving Mrs. Fields cookies up there. There you go. Maybe. Field of Dreams. Yes, the Field of Dreams. There's a lot of fields. And we know that when there's football, we need to talk to our guy because he knows more about the Bears. Unfortunately, I guess, I don't know, or fortunately for him. It's Jeff Dickerson. J.D., what's going on? Fred, I do have a lot of useless knowledge. That is very true. <laughs> My mind is full of all bad Bears memories from 2011 to 2017. Well, help, help, help me out. Creamy, bad back, or no bad back? My memory might have uh, failed me here. Oh, I believe uh, he had a knee, I thought. Uh, Chris Williams had the, the bad, bad back. back. Yeah, we, yeah. I, I thought Creamy, yeah. I, we, he was bad. He came bad, <laughs> and he didn't get better, but that's okay. yeah. Well, yeah. hopefully this 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 one isn't isn't going in that line. But you know what? It's not encouraging whatsoever with Tevin Jenkins, who will not play today. But look, it's a beautiful day out here. I was driving in, and I'm like, "What's this traffic all about? What is oh, this traffic right. all about? Fans are back. Yeah, um, it's gonna be. Listen, it's gonna be a nice crowd. And, I, and I'm telling you, uh, I told people this all week. If you have a chance to go to, to to today's game or the game against Buffalo next week, I know it's preseason, but I would I would take it because. Um, you're going to see Justin Fields a lot today. You'll see him probably a lot against the Bills next week. And as far as preseason storylines go, I can't think of a more compelling one um, that we've had to cover here in a long, long time. Real quick, because you mentioned how we're going to see him this uh, today and probably a lot next week. When the season gets underway, is Nick Foles still going to be here? There's probably a chance. Sure. Okay. I mean, he's here, Fred, because, you know, he's got some money left on that deal. Right. So if you, if you trade for him, you have to pay him the money. The money's all guaranteed. He's also been a help. I mean, he's, you know, he's certainly a guy that will, although he's unhappy that he's a number three quarterback, he's not going to not help Justin Fields. He's not going to not be a good influence. And, uh, you know, watch him when he goes out there in the fourth quarter today. Uh, he'll move the ball down the field. I mean, he's going against third string players. I mean, he's obviously way better than than that. But no, I, I think there's a chance there's, there's always this scenario where another team suffers a catastrophic injury at quarterback and they need him. So that's always a possibility, but because of the money he's owed right now, um, that's, that's why he's here. So when Fields is out there, he's, you know, Andy Dalton, three snaps, a series of what, you know, I, yeah. okay. So once Fields comes out there and Nagy says likely into the second half, are we going to see a very conservative offense because they don't want to show anything anyway, but it's going to be short passes, going to be mostly run game. Are they going to let him open it up if, if the, um, you know, if the play calls for it, we're going to see him go downfield. You know, Brian, I think you got to be a little careful because the offensive line is so banged up right? and you'll be playing, you know, with number two offensive linemen. So you do, you do want to make sure that you scheme it up to the point where, you know, you're not getting the guy killed, right? That's the last thing you want is for him to suffer an injury. But he does have to play, and I, I don't think it's going to be ultra-conservative. I don't think so. I, I think there will be some shots down the field. You know, my expectation today, really, is that I think Justin Fields is going to play well. Um, and, and the reason is he's just going to go out there and play. The Dolphins aren't going to show you anything. Nothing exotic is going to be out there with Miami. He'll be playing against, you know, mostly backups. 
uh, when the Dolphins' defense is on the field. So I think he has a chance, given all those scenarios and circumstances, to really play well. Uh, is he ready for a, a real NFL defense, a good one, with all the game planning and adjustments? No, I don't think he is. I think the Bears know that, and that's why Andy Dalton's going to be your starting quarterback in week one. But, um, no, I mean, I, th- I think, Brian, if, if they just put him out there to hand the ball off, it would be a disservice. I mean, they want to see him throw. Trust me, you're going to want to see him throw. He's got a big arm when he's on, and he throws an amazing deep ball when he's on. So I, I think you will see it. I think, I think Nagy's going to be selective. I think he's going to pick his spots. But I would not expect everything to be ultra-conservative today when he's on the field. I really don't. Jeff Dickerson joining us on the uh, Corona Hotline here on ESPN 1000. Fred Hubner, Brian Hanley. Uh, J.D., if, in fact, he plays well, how long will it take for someone in the postgame press conference to ask if he's shown enough to start? We're not letting Sylvie in the, the postgame press conference. <laughs> and, and, and they're not on Zoom anymore, so he can't do his little, you know, I'm, I'm doing a segment with the head coach, even though, you know, we're, we're, a Zoom is taking place. This uh-huh. isn't the Waddle and Sylvie reset here on Bears Zoom radio. No. Um, no one's, no one in the media is going to ask that question. Okay. It's not happening. Okay, he, he's not starting week one unless there's an injury. Um, their quarterback plan for a franchise whose quarterback plans never work. This is working. It's been fine. Dalton is fine. He's looked very good in training camp. He knows the entire offense. They trust him to build that bridge to when Justin Fields is completely ready. What, what do people want? Do people want him to go out there right away and then predictably struggle? And now you're in a situation like Miami where they had the bench Tua, what, right. what twice last year, right, after yeah. he took over yeah. for Fitzpatrick? I mean, let this process play itself out. Now, what will submarine everything is if this offensive line, these issues continue. I mean, jeez, Tevin Jenkins and where's James Daniels and – you know, Jermaine Effetti's hip is still bothering him to the point where he hasn't practiced yet. I mean, the last thing you want is for Dalton to get hurt in week one against the Rams, against that defense, and then you have to put fields out there before he is ready. They're, they're doing this, I think, at the right speed. Um, and, and hopefully they can continue that and don't have to force them out there because of all these injuries they've suffered all these other spots. When it comes to Jenkins, and, and you know, okay, they, they knew about it the back they had the medicals when they drafted him. They still moved up and got him. Um, you know, if, if how much is he missing this preseason? And we, we don't have any idea, no timeline, right, when he's going to be back. So. Nothing. Nothing. Brian, so he's missing a ton. Yeah. A ton. Anyone that tells you different isn't, it just isn't, doesn't know what they're talking about. I mean, this is a rookie who's making a change in to position. Left tackle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in the NFL. And he hasn't, he hasn't even had a helmet in his hand since training camp began. I mean, it's not as if he's doing side work or anything. I mean, he's doing like the little conditioning side work, but he's not out there doing real reps. It's a, it's a huge, huge problem. Huge. I don't know how he could be ready to go week one. He doesn't know anything yet. He's a rookie. He has to practice. He has to play. Um, so, you know, listen, I hope it's not anything that's going to extend into his career. But, you know, when a bad problem happens, those usually don't get a lot better. So, it's, 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 listen, I think the word to use is it's very disappointing that he hasn't been out there yet because they are counting on him so much. And we're counting on him so much uh, to be the left tackle. So, I mean, stay tuned. We'll see what happens. But 
anyone that tries to paint this as some sort of like, oh, it's okay, you know, it's still a couple of weeks left in the preseason and he'll get there. No, no, he hopefully he gets there eventually, but it's going to take some time now because of this delay. There's another guy that was delayed a little bit. He was also a draft pick, Larry Borum. I know he had a concussion, but I know he's been back at practice. Is there a chance we see him at the left tackle or somewhere else on the line? Yeah, uh, certainly. I think I think he has a chance to do that today. I think you'll see him probably get a lot of reps. Elijah Wilkinson is back off the reserve COVID list. He's been back off for a couple of days, and he's a veteran that they signed to be a swing guy. Um, you know, Alex Bars, I don't think that injury he suffered the other day was too terribly serious. He was working out on the field before the game here. But, it's look, guys, it's slim pickings. Yeah. It is slim pickings right now. I mean, get ready for a lot of Latavius Simmons and Arlington Hambright. And guys like that, because uh, except for, you know, Sam Mustafer and Cody Whitehair, the rest of that first team offensive line just hasn't hasn't been able to do a whole lot in training camp. So that is, uh, I think, of the utmost concern, and the Bears know that. Um, they're not trying to panic, because I do think, like, a Fetty, for example, because he's a veteran, you know, he doesn't have to be out there every day to play right away. The younger players do, and James Daniels has missed a lot of time and he's a second-round pick, and they need some big things out of him. And, and that, unfortunately, also has not been trending in the right direction here lately. Akeem Hicks is uh, the, the – I guess the, they're nowhere close to a contract extension, a new contract. Um, all going to be 32, right? Uh, what, what's yeah. his future, short-term, long-term, and is there any way they get a deal done with him? Well, I mean, he – I've got to tell you, he looks pretty fierce in practice. I mean, he's moving guys. He was in those one-on-one pass rush drills against the Dolphins. He was like moving furniture. I mean, he was picking guys up and just throwing them back. Hmm. I still think he can play. I really do. Now, again, he's getting older. He's had injuries. So I don't know if, if, you know, teams are going to be prepared to pay him at the level that he's making right now. What is he making like $10 million, I think, this year or something like that? So I'll have to figure that out. But in terms of his viability to still play at at a very high level, I think that's there. They just got to, you know, put a lot of price. And, you know, the Bears don't have a lot of salary cap space right now, and they've spent a lot of money on this team. So I guess it's understandable that maybe something might not happen immediately. But, I mean, long term, certainly someone's going to give him some good money because I think he can absolutely still play. J.D., on the Bears' depth chart, I downloaded it yesterday, and they've got, um, <laughs> they've got Kendall Vildor as the other cornerback. Is 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 that a is it a battle with him and Desmond Trufant to see who starts, or is Vildor going to be there until he screws up? I'm proud you downloaded the depth chart because I can <laughs> tell you there is nothing more worthless in the world. <laughs> well, maybe not. There's a lot of worthless stuff in the world. You know why I did it? You know why I did it? Because it has first and last names on it. I know it's good. It's a good guy, uh, but it means nothing. The most I mean, worthless exercise is going wins and losses when releases. the schedule comes out. Yeah, wins and losses. That's that's probably worse. But that's it. it, it, it well, that was we used to get a lot of traffic for that in ESPN.com. That's yeah. another. I, I digress. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think Kimbleville Door. Listen, they have a chance to go to the younger player. They're going to go to him, and plus, it doesn't true fine. I was looking at his contract this morning. Look, he's making. He's on a minimum deal, guys. No guaranteed money. Hmm. There's no, there's nothing guaranteed there with him whatsoever. Okay. So you know, yes, I and I have you know, Desmond Trufant has not done anything in training camp of note, except for miss a couple practices. So like him, Artie Burns, like if these veterans want to make the team, and you know they like Thomas Graham a lot, the sixth round pick out of Oregon. So I think he's got a real chance to make the team. So these veterans better uh, get moving here, otherwise uh, it's going to be a bunch of younger guys as backup at that spot. 
So what did what do they do back to the offensive line? I mean, what 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 is the most serviceable thing? Week one, we're only a couple of weeks, three weeks away from playing for real. What what can improve, and how quickly can it improve when you, you're talking about protecting Andy Dalton? Well, hopefully you get a Fetty back. Yeah. You can put him at right. Put Wilkinson at left, probably. Um, I hope James Daniels could come back. I mean, you know, he needs to get out there. I'm sorry. I hate to keep saying that, but, um, you know, he needs to go out there and play. You know, you'll have white hair. You'll have mustard fur. So, I mean, you can, you can piece it together, but it's not going to be what you envision. And this is, this is like best-case scenario. This is like if Daniels comes back, if, if uh, you know, um, uh, a Fetty can come back. Um, it's not. It's not glamorous, guys. It's not. It's, you know, they tried to get younger, um, and on the offensive line this off season, they tried. You know, there was no more Massey. There's no more Charles Leno. They wanted to get younger and better. They got younger, but they got younger and they got hurter. <laughs> but they got more injured. Yeah. So they just it, listen. There's there's no there's no rosy way to paint this picture. I mean, it it is what it is. They just need these guys to get healthy and then stay healthy. But I'm telling you both, we've all done this for a long time. I've covered a lot of teams where they've had a lot of injuries in training camp. Usually that does not get better when the regular season starts. I'm not saying it's a guarantee or anything, but typically speaking, injuries tend to snowball and follow you in the regular season if you have a lot of them in training camp. I think that's what has a lot of people concerned. While there's a lot of progress being made at quarterback, you know, is this team going to be healthy when the when the year begins, and can they stay healthy to reach that full potential? JD, I get excited when I see guys that actually I've seen elsewhere catch the ball. Um, are the wide receivers and the tight ends are they are, are they probably in the best shape that they've been in since Matt Nagy's been here? Well, at tight end, I think so. Um, you know, Graham and Komet um, have had good moments this training camp. Um, I think you hope we will see Komet get, get targeted a couple times today. I'll tell you who's pretty good is Jesse James. Yes, he is. Who they brought in here. I'll tell you what, he yeah. is look pretty darn good. He's on he's on the team, no question. And he's an upgrade. And he can catch. He he has got ability. So at the tight end spot, Fred, I would say yes. Here's the issue at wide receiver, okay? Allen Robinson looks phenomenal. Looks phenomenal. I don't know if you'll see him today or what he'll do. He's had some hamstring tightness. They might play it safe with him. But he looks in great shape, right? Except for this little hamstring flare. Right. You know, Darnell Mooney is got, has a lot of ability, but he's never been a number two receiver before. Teams have never focused on him like they're going to focus on him this year. He's got great speed, take the top off the defense. I just think you have to wait and see how he handles this higher-profile position before you say, oh, yeah, he's going to light the world on fire. But the speed is undeniable, and he's had a good camp. But Fred, after that, there's just a big cluster of guys who I think are question marks. Most of that is probably because of injury history, um, like, you know, Marquise Goodwin, Demir Bird. Um, then you've got Riley Ridley. You've got Javon Wims. It's just I don't think anyone has distinguished themselves or has convinced people that this is going to be a, a real long-term fix to the regular season. So a tight end, I, I think absolutely I can make that argument. But a wide receiver, I'm I'm just not there yet. I was a little nervous when you said cluster. I didn't know yeah, where, so was I was I. following yeah. that. Oh no, I'm a pro. You guys know <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Carmen who was saying go bleep yourself on the air yesterday and go stick it. I mean, this is a pro here. We can't say that in the network. Oh. We gotta have discipline. 
Well done. Uh, J.D., we appreciate it. It's got to be nice to be out at a ball. Some people say there's been 60,000 tickets sold. Well, a lot of people have those season tickets. But do you expect there to be close to that today? Well, I would, you know, I've got to tell you, I, I got here at about 8. Yeah. And uh, the parking lot uh, by, uh, by McCormick Place was, was filling up already. Okay. So people have come out to tailgate. It's, I think it's going to be, it's a beautiful day. It yep. is, yeah. You can see Justin Fields. I don't have the exact number, but. Usually there's a lot of no-shows in the preseason. Sure. But I think today's crowd is going to be pretty sizable. Plus, it's the first game back for the fans in a year. So I think there's a lot of motivation to get people out here today. Cool. Cool. No doubt we'll be hearing you throughout the week as we uh, continue to break down the Bears. Uh, thanks, as always. We'll talk to you soon. You bet, guys. Take care. Jeff Dickerson following the Bears, as he always does. Uh, if you're headed to the uh, Soldier Field today, and I know it's not the Soldier Field, but I already had done there, so <laughs> yeah, that's where right. I was going. Right, right, if you're right. heading to Soldier Field today, let us know what you're looking forward to after hearing JD. If you're not there already, um, you know, get in line. You probably uh, probably should have made it there a little bit earlier. Does your preseason tailgate differ from your regular season tailgate? Do you have you know? Do you go full bore midseason or, like? Or yeah, you, or just like hot dogs? Today. Yeah, you cut you it go back easy. a little bit. Yeah, yeah no ribs or yeah. steaks or anything right. like that. Yeah, just hot dogs. You know, it's it's preseason. You just you don't bring nearly the beverages you. You don't have the bring. big setup, the tent, the big right. grill. You know, the, yeah, yeah. Let us know if you're on your way there, or if you're in the parking lot listening. Give us a call three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll talk more Bears, and we can get back to feel the dreams of White Sox and get back to their series with the Yankees later on tonight. Dylan Cease going against Jamison Tyon. We'll talk about that and more. We're here till noon. Don't forget, coming up at three thirty today, White Sox Weekly five thirty, the pregame show. Then it's White Sox baseball as always, right here on ESPN one thousand. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. So it's an interesting day um, with White Sox, Yankees, on the south side, Bears and Dolphins and Soldier Field. It'll be a busy day. It's a gorgeous day. I'm sure there's a lot of people just coming on downtown and they don't know what the heck the traffic's about. But there's a lot of it. And um, Nagy saying Dalton's ready. Andy's ready. And then J.D. saying it too. J.D. thinks they're, you know, as you said, pretty well, unless there's an injury. That's what they're saying. That unless there's an injury to Andy Dalton. They hope that Justin Fields does not have to play all year long. Not a, not a regular season snap. They don't yeah. want to see one. And your question about Nick Foles is correct. I mean, and J.D.'s right. He's here until the team desperately needs him, so they give him you know, some sort of tra- uh, draft asset to take him away from you, right? Yeah. So hopefully sooner than later. But, um, you know, the, uh, J.D.'s right. Right now, Andy Dalton knows the offense. Look, the fan of me wants to see Justin Fields from the first snap because I just I'll, I'll watch the growing pains. I right. Mean, and if he's as good as they say now, that I, I was saying that before the offensive line just went into, yeah. you know, was blown apart by injury. So, may, you know, maybe the prudent thing is now is, is not throw him out there to and feed him to the wolves while your offensive line isn't good enough to protect him. But the, the ideal when they drafted him, I was like, I, you know, Andy Dalton seems like a great guy. You'd love to have him as a neighbor, probably want to go out and have beers with him and all that. He's a decent guy and you root for him. But I don't know that he's going to, you know, get you to the to the division title, right? And that's least. that's a question: is how excited are you about the season? Are you looking forward to them being an improved team? 
or are you looking for them just to see a, a year where they progress a year and then next year Justin Fields takes over? I mean, how are you even looking at the year? Do you expect them to win their games? Um, we all know, and I know that we've heard a lot of people talk about it. Uh, Alex Smith was in. You we, you talked about him. Um, I mentioned him about what the uh, Chiefs did when Patrick Mahomes was with them. He sat and watched Alex Smith have a career year yeah. with Kansas City. And the other day on Get Up, Lewis Riddick talked and explained or tried to explain why the Bears were so obsessed with this Patrick Mahomes approach. You know, I, I don't know if they're obsessed with the, Holmes, with the Mahomes model, I, although I know that they like it a lot. And, and you're right, Green. So I'm not trying to sit here and downplay what you just said. But I think my, my sense is this. Because of how poor this offensive line potentially is going to be, look, Tevin Jenkins right now mm-hmm. needs to get on the football field. Their, their rookie uh, second-round draft pick out of Oklahoma State, he needs to get on the field. He needs to get on the field in a hurry because they're worse at offensive tackle this year than they were last year. And if you watch them last year, they were terrible at offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Matt wants to make sure that Justin Fields is not able to is not put in harm's way, meaning this, that they're, that they're so bad at the offensive line position and he's not advanced enough as far as being able to protect himself that it winds up hurting his development because he winds up taking you know a significant number of hits. He wants to make sure that that's not the case. Now, if he feels comfortable with that, he'll put him out there because he's not blind. Matt's not stupid. He understands. Justin can do things that Andy Dalton can only dream of doing. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why he was the one who was advocating for drafting this guy. He wanted this guy. And remember this, he also was the guy who played a large role, a large part in the evaluation of Patrick Mahomes down in Kansas City. Mm. He knows what he's looking for, a quarterback. He knows what he's got in this guy. He will play him as soon as he believes that he can protect himself and he's not going to in any way stunt his growth. So I promise you he's sitting on his hands right now going, should I do it now? Should I just go ahead and throw him in there now? Because he also knows that his job is on the line. He's not stupid. He gets what he's facing here. It's interesting to hear him say that because he knows Nagy well. There's so much to dissect there. And uh, we'll get to our caller, but the fact that Matt Nagy, this was the Matt Nagy draft, okay? Right, right. And Ryan Pace going into, what, season seven of, can you imagine this? You know, all the miscues and missteps and uh, bad decisions he's made, most importantly, Mitch Trubisky. John Fox had no idea until the day of the draft, apparently, that they were going to take Trubisky. Right. And I know half a dozen maybe other GMs are going to take Trubisky, but for the grace of God, there go I when Pace moved up and, and... mortgaged everything for him. The fact that he was smart enough because Nagy inherited Trubisky and had to tell Ryan Pace how how he's going to develop him and get the best out of him and blah, blah, blah. None none of it happened. But the fact that Ryan Pace allowed Matt Nagy, good or bad, but most of us believe it's going to be good, to pick his guy and then go get his guy. And and because Ryan Pace doesn't know. He doesn't know quarterbacks, apparently. Apparently Mike Lennon doesn't know. Maybe, you know. I love the fact that Lewis Riddick just said it's Matt Nagy. He he lobbied for it. He they got the guy, and then he he as much as anybody wants to see him succeed because by the way he will succeed or fail. Sure, but you know Ryan Pace tried to do it all by himself, and he was going to be the genius, right? He was. Right. A, I got this handled. Good luck. I will be very. I mean, I was one of the guys <clears throat> the last two years that criticized Matt Nagy for his play calling. Yeah, okay? absolutely. 
Because Rightfully so. I said, listen, I mean, you know, you've got to run the ball, run the ball with, you know, David Montgomery. You go out and get a guy like this, give him the ball, let him run it. He did the second half of the year last year. I'm eager to see what he's going to do there. But if, in fact, this is his guy, I like what Lewis Riddick said at the end, that as soon as Matt Nagy thinks he's ready, he'll put him in. Yeah. And he knows also that his offensive line is not ready to play yet. And, and that, that has changed everything for me because, you know, why would you throw him out there now? I mean, Andy Dalton is bad the first three games. You might have no choice. Right. You might not have a choice. No matter offensive line, good, bad, or indifferent, you might have to throw the quarterback in there and he might have to be the savior yeah. if you really believe you have a playoff type team here and that will depend on what the defense looks like. Sure. Uh, 312-332-3776. Let's grab one call before we take a break. Let's go to Willow Springs and Mike. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Mike. Hey, Fred. Thanks for taking my call. I've called before. I know you're a local guy from my area. Yep. And uh, I know you're a 49er fan. I'm a Ram fan. Okay. And, uh, I follow, follow a local kid from Hinsdale that's on the Rams right now. And uh, I'm going to tell you that it's going to be very interesting on that Sunday night because the, the Rams D-line is one of the best in the league. Uh, obviously, Aaron Donald, uh, A. Sean Robinson, Sebastian Joseph Day, and the Bears' old friend, Leonard Floyd. Hmm. I don't know if Dalton is going to be upright at the end of game one. Well, there's a good point. Is it Brian Allen you're following? Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's the, one of the offensive linemen for uh, the Rams, uh, the whole Allen clan, uh, wrestlers and then uh, football players at Michigan State, yeah. right? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. And I know, and I'm, I'm sorry, my condolences. I know your wife was a counselor there. And yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. That. That's okay. And you're right. And, uh, yeah, I'm a Ram fan, and uh, I'm looking forward. It should be a, a great game. But uh, I don't think it's a good recipe, uh, obviously, that wasn't the plan to not have their left tackle be practicing yet but uh especially against that d-line yeah you know they're the nuts so oh you're right and then if you think you think you're gonna oh well we're gonna get the ball out quick oh well then you got to deal with jalen ramsey so uh, <laughs> yeah a, it's gonna be quite a, a test no quite a test in a sunday night mike you, you got to give me a call when the uh when the rams and niners get together we'll we'll sit around and have okay. a couple beers I will, I will do that okay <laughs> sounds good thanks thanks, thanks for the call mike no he brings up a great point and he's not the only guy there's a lot of bears fans who say with a bad offensive line you may have to see justin fields earlier because it's going to be difficult well, when you go up well, against the mike, rams mike lennon lasted four four games right yeah hopefully and andy dalton has a, a shelf life longer than that yeah at the, at the least Sorry, my, my Siri's talking to me, even though the thing is off. My phone is off. The volume's off. Siri's asking me questions. Did she call in or she just... She just called in. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's having a problem hearing me yeah, right now. Right. Yeah, because I didn't want to talk to you. We'll talk to you when we come back. 312-332-3776 here on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. We'll get back to the phones in a second. Apparently, uh, things haven't worked out that well for the Dodgers this year. Five back right now? Five back. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Mookie Betts is... uh, is is hurt again, and um, they're, they're still in the lead in the wild card race. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Padres are two in the that? wild card. Who the thought Reds the Giants were going to be sitting here on August, what, 14th? Yeah. Sitting in first place by five games. Yeah, nobody would have thought it. 
And Chris Bryant has helped them. Yeah. He's helped them quite a bit. He did in the series up in Milwaukee. But I know there's a lot going on right now with Trevor Bauer, and uh, it just keeps getting pushed. His, uh, his, Admi- his administrative leave. leave. Yes. Although the Washington Post, is that it, Sean? They came out with a story that has more details and more texts have been uh, revealed. Yeah. And it's his administrative. It sounds like the leave is going to last throughout the season. Yeah. That would be my guess. Well, yeah. And, and even if he can, I mean, even if he did come back, and I don't, I don't see how that's happening, um, it would be quite a while down the road, I would think. And uh, so, yeah, things haven't worked out quite that well. And I know nobody's going to feel sorry for the Dodgers. No. Yeah, she should never feel sorry for the Dodgers or the Yankees. No. But, I mean, you know, from afar, before the Bauer stuff, whatever, just at, like the Padres, they do what's necessary to upgrade their team, no matter if you look at the teams like, how much better can they be? Well, then they, go, they make the trade with Washington, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like they, they know no limits. They're yeah. going to do whatever they can do to win a World Series. Right. And it doesn't we, matter money-wise. They no, don't care. We sit here and like, oh, here we go. Here's a rebuild. Don't call it a rebuild. Yeah. Jets trying to tell you then this upcoming offseason, once the CBA is settled, there'll be buyers and they'll be spending money. Well, they got to spend some because I think it's 41 or $47 million is all they have spending next year. Right. Committed. Going in. Yeah. Right. But even if you do... Tell me which free agents want to come here. You're going to have to so overpay a, a top free agent, and that apparently wasn't going to be the case. Right. And again, Baez didn't give you a, a solid argument to overpay him or pay him enough market value, although Jed said he offered. Bryant, we all know the history, up and down injury and all this stuff. That, and, and Rizzo basically said, well, we should, we should be getting paid for what we've done. Well, no, that's not a, how it no, works. That's what you got yeah. paid for. Right. But anyway, I, I'll believe it when I see it, and I'll also believe it when I see that guys actually want to play and, and lead. There's no John Lester out here no. that's going to be the guy. And he was kind of the, the, the finished product. You know, like, I, I, I'm i validating that this is a, yeah. a team that's going to make a run for a World Series. Yeah. We're so far away from that. I mean, these guys aren't that young, right? No. Alzale is 26. and, and, and he, I didn't realize this Schwindel guy was 28. Yeah. And Wisdom turns 30. Um Last yeah. last week of the month, I know Sully's talking about you know why don't you just make it a youth movement? I mean, these are guys; they're new faces, but they're not young guys. Uh, right. It's it's I I don't know exactly how they get there from here. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I was talking about the NYPD blue guy who is a big Yankee fan. It's Nick Totoro. Oh yeah, uh, who was it? Cap said yesterday. Who, who, yeah, Cap said he was uh, blocked on Twitter from him yesterday. Oh, uh, was during, he during the Field of Dream games because he is a big Yankees fan. Yeah, and Cap. Sounded off at him or something, and Totoro then blocked him because the Yankee he was upset the way the Yankees lost. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was quite humorous. Uh, you, you, if we pulled it, you'd have to use a lot of beeps because he was quite Apparently upset. Like the recap after the Arietta game. Yeah, apparently. Uh huh. Cap yeah. blue again. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Bears getting ready to take the field against the Dolphins at noon. Don't forget we got Sox and Yankees tonight right here. Game two of that three game set after a day off. It's a tough. It's a tough travel from from uh, Iowa to Chicago. And I understand. At first, I didn't understand why they took the day off. But if in fact it rained, they yeah they would have had to push the game. Would have been staying in Dubuque another day before they went back to that would have been fun, huh? Yeah. Sticking around Dubuque. I, I used to when I covered the Big Ten. There was a, there was a casino. There was a boat there called well, Diamond. Well, this was way before the boats. Uh, yeah. When I was covering Illinois in the Big Ten, there's a dog track there too. I don't remember that. It, I remember just staying in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Like okay. I, I forget what it might have been. It had to be in Marriott that's usually. Right. But it was right across from the Quaker Oats uh, factory, and the whole hotel smelled like oatmeal. Did it really? Yeah. <laughs> All the rooms, everything. 
And it's funny because the the continental breakfast was pancakes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, no oatmeal. No oatmeal. That, we're out of that. <laughs> no, I wonder don't. where you could get some. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> Let's go to Arlington Heights and Al. You're at ESPN 1000. Hey, Al. Hey, how you, how you doing, man? It's good to well. see you, Fred. You What's and up? Brian. Uh, listen, uh, this quarterback thing, uh, that dude is a bum. The quarterback that they got ahead of Fields, he's a bum. He had 3,000-yard receivers. Couldn't get on the ball. He had Elliott, the running back behind him. Couldn't move the ball. This guy is is he is as bad as that guy that they had two years ago. He is not a good quarterback. You know, like uh, ten million dollar Andy Dalton, who had no, made what ten, two? He made two million last year, right, with the Cowboys. He should have made three million this year. I mean, they. Yeah. I don't understand the Bears. The Bears. The, uh, this general manager, he deserved to be fired five years ago. I can't disagree with that. No, I don't think anybody disagrees with you. A lot of people thought that after last year, both he and Nagy would have been right. gone. Yeah, and they both got a vote of confidence. You know, well, they, they were a playoff team last year. Help. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, what is worth? Yeah, yeah, right. They backed in, and they had what one touchdown in the waning seconds down New Orleans, right? Right. Yeah, right. And, but you know, I'm looking at I, I'm looking at Andy Dalton's thanks, stat man. right now, and we appreciate the call. I'm looking at his stats right now, and he is he usually he plays quite a bit. I mean, sixteen, sixteen games, thirteen, sixteen, sixteen, eleven, thirteen, nine last year um, with the Cowboys, and that's because. That got hurt. Right, right. He was yeah. backing him up for right, two Right, so he came in. Um, but he does stay healthy for the most part. He, he, You know, his touchdowns, he's never had more. Let's see, 33. He had 33 with the Bengals in 2013. How about picks? Um, he would, Let's see, 33 and 20, 19 and 17. Yeah, you want better than those numbers. <laughs> well, and then he went 25 and 7, 18 and 8, uh, 12, uh, 25 and 12, 21 and 11. But then with Cincinnati his last year, uh, 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Yeah, see, the red rifle, you need better than that. Yeah. Uh, yards per catch, always at 11, except last year was 10. Passer ratings? Uh, QB ratings? Oh, ratings, 80, 80.4. Yeah. He had 100.6 in 15. It's a while back, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, since then, 91.8, So... Yeah, well, I'll I'll be eager to see what they do offensively, oh, defensively too, and and you know defense is going to be a huge part of this for the Bears because that their defense is the the team as you mentioned earlier, thirty six takeaways in twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Let's see, I, I got it. I yeah, twenty eighteen when Pace was executive of the year and yeah. Matt Nagy was coach of the year and everything was great and the offense operated on short fields. Yeah, you need a lot more of that than you saw last year for sure. They finished like the next two years. They finished like twenty fourth yeah, and twenty eighth right. in in takeaways, and that's that's not going to cut it after leading the league in in uh, twenty eighteen. And it was funny because Carmen DeFalco said it the year after that, leading up to twenty nineteen, he said, "Listen, you took the ball away thirty six times. That's not going to happen. You can't count on that no, again." No, and. And I don't know if the Bears counted on it or they just said the defense is young, we'll still be able to do it. But since then, Eddie Jackson's not been the same Eddie Jackson. And I know I've been pounding that Eddie Jackson for two years, but he deserves it. Uh, he has not played the way that we saw him in 2018. They took a chance on a guy that was injured out of Alabama. They got him in a great place. They got him in the fourth round. And he came in and performed. 
and then after he performed, he has not been the same guy. He needs to step up this year, especially with another guy at cornerback. If you got Vildor, a second-year guy at the corner position, you've got a second-year guy at the other position in Jalen Johnson. I mean, if the defensive line does not get to the quarterback this year, if we don't see Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack, and these guys get to the QB. And you have a new coordinator, too. Yeah, they're going to be able to pick apart the secondary because yeah. these guys, you know, they're still learning. Jalen Johnson wasn't bad last year, but it's only his second year. You know, offenses nowadays can, can figure this stuff out. And so I'm eager to see how I, – I have as much concern about the defense yeah. as I do the offense. Yeah, going I, I mean, you need that defense to be a hell of a lot better than it was last year. And then – as J.D. said, it's not a week one or week two, three fix for that offensive line. I mean, this could be yeah. a quarter of the season before you see the line you had envisioned back in the offseason. Right, yeah. 312-332-3776. we got one more segment. When we come back, we'll wrap up our poll question, see how they did. If you want to jump in, uh, let us know. Um, Bears and Dolphins at noon. White Sox, Yankees. Cubs play later on today about 5 o'clock if you're interested. Very interested. 24 runs scored yesterday. Fade the Cubs. Make some money. What's the over on that one today? Oh, boy. We'll double check that when we come back here on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter. At ESPN 1000. Pack day of sports. You figure the, the the Bears game will take it to three. You, know, you got the Cubs at five, the White Sox at six. Just rolls right Don't forget along. the uh, Arlington Million Day without the Arlington Million. Yeah, and this is the last year of Arlington. Unfortunately, uh, Arlington International Racecourse before the Bears break ground out there. Uh, we we were supposed to have heard a few weeks ago who the winning bit. Which I thought who, we were. Yeah, they, but now Churchill Downs, which owns Arlington. Said they're still going through or whatever, and uh, but apparently this year no Arlington Million. The Mister D for Dick Duchesswa, who was the man and and the, who had the vision of Arlington and the festival of racing and right. the tents and all that when they burned down. All, I mean, pulled that off. Unbelievable, great sports story. That did time. you go, did you go there for the Breeders' Cup when it was there? Yes. Yeah, yeah I and, wanted to go, and I I love the because Breeders' Cup for those who for diehard racing fans, the Breeders' Cup is what racing's about. I mean, two yeah. days of... I, I, and like I was saying to you races. during the break, I mean, million-dollar races are not unusual. You, every weekend, there are million-dollar races all over yeah. thoroughbred racing. Yeah. But the Mr. D is 600000 Maybe speaks to the lack of purse money in Illinois because Churchill Downs didn't want casinos and all that because they own Rivers Casinos. So they didn't want right. competition. Anyway... People going out there today because it's a beautiful day and last trip to Arlington. I know a couple of my college buddies did that last week. Sure. They came in from different areas, flew in, drove out there, spent a Thursday afternoon, you know, sent texting me pictures of their last views. I still have to get out there before it closes yeah. one more time. Um, but so people enjoy the day at the track with yeah. or without the, the million. Yeah, it'd be a fun day. I mean, a perfect day, too, weather-wise for, you know, for the storms we've had and for the heat and all the other stuff. It's uh, it's going to be gorgeous today. I, my watch says seventy-seven degrees. Every time you look at that watch, I get I nervous because yeah, no at the beginning of the show, you yeah. told me your, your Apple Watch <laughs> told you you need to go get the paddles yeah. to readjust your heart, uh-huh. and you said it so matter-of-factly. It was like, oh, by the way, you know, I had a cup of coffee this morning and I got the paddles. Yeah, like, but no. So every time you look at your watch, I'm like, yeah, 
It usually Clear. chimes. When you have an Apple Watch, every time you get a message, anytime someone emails you or texts you, your watch like vibrates. Mm-hmm. So I was just sitting there, had my arm around my girlfriend watching TV at 1030 in the morning, and boom, and I go, ah, AFib, what the hell? <laughs> you know, and I didn't even know it did it. I knew that you could take your EKG on the watch, but I didn't know that it told you when you were in it. But I think it checks every once in a while. And because uh, it always takes your heartbeat all the time, yeah. so it, it realizes something's wrong and it lets you know. And now they have a, the newest version, like the six version six or whatever, actually takes your blood oxygen level. Yeah, I saw that. So a lot of yeah. people checking. You know, if you have sure. COVID, you have to. But yeah, the next version is actually going to give you the paddles. Yeah, you can just press just, a button. Come right out yeah, of it. Right. <laughs> come right out of the watch, and it just it would be a lot easier. Uh, let's get to some uh, some of our poll questions for the day. Let's start with the uh, the Bears one since we've uh, we're gonna we've been talking a lot of Bears football. They get their first preseason game. The uh, question for the Bears was: How much of the Bears game will you watch today? What was the results, Sean? Well, this is a very close race. I'll say all of it at twenty eight percent came in at second. Okay, and in first place is until Justin Fields. He's done working. Until he's working done. Yeah. At about 29.1%. So it was about a 0.5 difference huh. percentage-wise between okay. those two. Yeah, I, I don't know. They say that, but and I love I love Adam Amin, who's doing the game. Right. But it's tough to watch preseason And you can football. watch Adam Shaheen. Yes, you can. Anyway, who got into a, a yeah. little see, altercation the other see day? See if he gets in a, with Khalil Mack. Yeah, yeah. he got a, he got a nice little little deal uh, on the season. Um, baseball wise, uh, we've got one. Hey, Cubs tickets for August twenty third against the Rockies as low as six dollars on StubHub. Would you pay that to attend? Slash watch less than the price of a movie ticket, right? We're we're That's back right. in it where the the ticket fees are actually more than what people are asking for the ticket itself because yeah. they're just trying to cut their losses. Would you pay six bucks to go watch this Cubs team? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Three uh, options: yes, no, or couldn't pay me six dollars to go. Well, that's actually the price of a matinee. Yeah, with, with the senior <laughs> discount right about now. Why, why don't you get the popcorn and everything else? Because we have people tweeting us. Okay, I, I, the six bucks, but then if I'm buying beers, and most people said. I'd pay that for the bleachers, but not for the upper deck. Sure. I'd, you know, the six bucks to go out and enjoy hot sun, cold beers, hot whatever. Yeah. You know, then I'm good. But the beers are, what, 12 bucks or whatever. Oh, easily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, for 43.8%. Yeah. That's definitely. <laughs> no. We, we knew that would be a landslide. No, yes. I thought it was going to be couldn't pay me $6 to no, go. No, 60 bucks, I might think about it. Yeah. And uh, the last one. Did you miss the K-Zone while watching the Field of Dreams game on Thursday? It was simple, yes or no? 58% said no. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I only missed it. When Colpeck blew up. Yeah, when Colpeck and Kimbrell had their problems. And then I said, you know what? It'd just be nice. Even back in the day. I, did, I just thought about it. We were talking about, I was talking about how the announcers dressed up. Which was okay, yeah. a little corny. Right, all yeah. the guys on the sidelines. Tom Verducci there, had yeah. his vest yeah. on, and yeah. a little corny. Yeah. yeah, and Ken Rosenthal just fit in because he always wears the bow tie. Yeah, he wears the bow tie. But they should have had the umpires in like older wow. umpire attire. I didn't even think about that till just now. Would Why he have had to have the big cushion in front of him? That would have been even better. And miss more pitches? <laughs> well, or not? Where was that one blue? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or not? Remember how then they used to have the cushion underneath yeah. their outfit? Yeah. And with the, with the the one that was loose, the separate one, 
was nice because I could hold it up. And it, was, it was like a, a cushion from your sofa. Yeah. I mean, it's they, funny. They had the little chin cut out. Right. You know, so you could rest your chin in Darren there. Darren Jackson was great because he said, he goes, I'd go back with that. He goes, and then I'd have one that went all the way down to my toes so it couldn't hit me in the foot either. And I was listening. I was laughing so hard. Uh, <laughs> DJ, and I think Len's doing the game today. You never know on a Saturday. Saturdays are interesting because a lot of times Len does some network stuff and he had been filling in for Jason Benetti. Hope Jason getting better i know that he they said he was uh he came down with covid even though he'd been vaccinated yeah steve stone tweeted out that uh you know he's getting better maybe another week or two but yeah. you know he's he's on the mend and and monaco's done a pretty good job right mike monaco's been done a great job i can't believe he's 28 he I looks know. like he's 12 i know i mean, I mean he's me. yeah. he sounds great he sounds great my brother's told me the same thing though know, yeah. he sounded good we yeah. just keep him so well you know, well, get well, Jason, and, yeah. and can you lose your job to to illness because yeah, I don't a twelve so. year old sounds good. Oh, that, yeah, like like in, get well, like in, get well, Jason, because this guy's warming up his seat here. He's really good. A kid went to uh, Notre Dame. So, Sean, thanks for all your help. JD joined us, Brian. We will talk to you again uh, next week. I'm back tomorrow with Xander and at uh, nine o'clock. Right here, we'll be breaking down Bears, Sox, Yankees, Cubs, and Marlins if they don't break down themselves here on ESPN One Thousand. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.